Welcome to the Genealogy Happy Hour, a place where new family historians can learn to document their family histories and celebrate their new discoveries. I'm Amy. And I'm Penny. And we're here to help you discover your family tree from the beginning. Welcome to episode 80. In this episode, Amy is going to solve the mystery of her family stories, fact or fiction. If you remember in our last episode, 79, she started it off and, um, and now we're going to have the conclusion. But before that, we have a wine and the wine is an Albarino from the Work Heritage Vineyard in Napa Valley. And yeah, we thought it was odd too, an Albarino from uh, Napa, but it, um, it's very delicious. And one of the descriptions is that it is an earthly minerality of sea spray and whetstone that's deliciously memorable and complex. That's a, a quote from Editor's Choice, Virginie Boone. And um, and then we're, we're ready to go to find out this solution to this mystery. Today's episode is sponsored by Newspapers.com. Break down genealogy brick walls with a subscription to the largest online newspaper archive. Did your ancestor disappear from vital records? Maybe they moved or got married. Newspapers.com can help you find them and tell their story. Or have you ever had trouble figuring out how people tie into your family tree? Newspapers are filled with birth notices, marriage announcements, and obituaries. Items like these are a great resource for determining family relationships. On newspapers.com, you can explore more than 800 million newspaper pages from across the U.S., U.K., Canada, and beyond in just seconds. Their easy-to-use search feature lets you filter your results by date, location, a specific paper, and more. When you find something interesting, the newspapers.com clipping tool makes it a snap to share it with friends and family. You can even save it directly to your ancestry tree. For listeners of this podcast, Newspapers.com is offering new subscribers 20% off a Publisher Extra subscription so you can start exploring today. Just use the code HAPPYHOUR at checkout. So to briefly recap, uh, when we left episode 79, uh, or in episode 79, I was uh, talking about my late husband's great-grandmother, Beulah Grace Baker. That's her maiden name. She died in Louisville, Kentucky in 1970. And the family had always maintained or had understood that her parents, particularly her father, the Bakers, were from Bonn, Germany. So my research questions were, who were Beulah Grace's parents? And were they from Bonn, Germany, or anywhere else in Germany? And we answered those questions. Um, we answered the questions by um, finding out that John W. Baker and Louisa Garrison were her parents. They were both apparently born in the United States. John and Louisa say in the 1870 census that they were both born in Illinois. And in the 1880 census, they again say they were both born in Illinois. And this time in the 1880 census, we have um, reports that um, John says his parents were born in Kentucky and Tennessee, father and mother respectively, and that Louisa says that her parents, father and mother, were born in Tennessee and Illinois respectively. 
So I was able, I was also able to rule out, there is another John Baker that was living in Saline County, uh, Illinois at the time. And he was actually born in Germany, according to the census records. Um, but that was not um, our John Baker. Um, I was also able to learn that Louisa and her two sisters were orphaned during the Civil War. And I was able to identify her parents as Joseph Brown Garrison and uh, Nancy Ingram. Uh, Louisa disappears between the 1880 census and the 1900 census because John is a widower in the 1900 census. So my next questions then were, well, who were John's parents? And perhaps they were born in Germany. The prior research uh, in the last episode, I was able to identify a possible mother for uh, John. Um, his, uh, Sarah Baker was living with John's family in the 1880 census, and it says she is his mother. And then um, in 1910, John is living with in the household of Mary Rice, and um, he says that uh, Mary is uh, his uh, sister. She was about 14 years older than he was. She had been married, and she had seven children, all of whom who were still living in the 1910 census. So um, just reviewing that, again, 1880, we've got Sarah living with the family in Cottage Grove, Saline County, Illinois. And again, in 1900, John is still in Cottage Grove, but he's a widower. And then in 1910, he's living with his sister, Mary Rice, in Harrisburg, again, Saline County. So... Um, the first thing I did was try and locate a marriage for a Mary Baker to a Mr. Rice. And I was able to find that on May 1st, 1856, in Saline County, Mary Jane Baker did marry Benjamin H. Rice. Uh, however, I did not find a marriage for a Sarah with an unknown maiden name marrying a Mr. Baker. So at that point, um, I went to the fan club. And I started looking for friends, family, associates, and neighbors. I went back to um, the 1880 and the 1870 census and started looking for other bakers that were living in the neighborhood. In 1880, on the same page that I had found John and Louisa enumerated, there's also a family of James J. Baker. James was about 37 years old at the time, or five years older than John, enumerated on, and uh, there were no bakers listed on that page. And that was the first page for the Cottage Grove enumeration. So then I went to the page after uh, John and I found that there was um, Benjamin H. Rice and his wife, Mary J. So that's uh, Mary, J Mary J. Rice, which is John's sister. And um, Mary J's uh, parents are reported to be born in Illinois and Tennessee. It doesn't say Kentucky and Tennessee, but it's pretty close. And it, we don't know who the informant was. It could have been um, a neighbor. It could have been uh, Benjamin. He may not have known where her father had been born, but certainly the, the mother, her mother was still living in the neighborhood and everybody knew that she was from Tennessee. But two houses down from the Rice family, there is another uh, baker, and this is Edmund Baker. He's 42 years old, and Edmund reports that his parents are also born in Kentucky and Tennessee, respectively. So Edmund's married to an Ellen, and they have five children in the household. 
Now I'm going to call this Edmund 1880 Edmund because we're about to be introduced to uh, a bunch of Edmunds. So this is 1880 Edmund. And just to quickly go down a, a little rabbit hole, which I haven't finished going down yet, is, and I have never noticed this on census um, records, but almost every adult male on two pages of enumerations say that they are sick. Sick is checked for being ill. All of the males, adult males, are ill in this census. So I don't know what is going on in Cottage Grove or in Saline County in 1880, but all the men are sick. Oh, you're going to have to research that and find out. I know, I know. <laughs> There's something going on there. What is happening in this town? <laughs> it was very odd. So, um, yeah, all the men, just the men. So, um, so what I know so far in this family is that I've got a mother named Sarah A. I have a daughter named Sarah uh, Mary Jane. I have a son my John W. And now I have possibly two, two brothers for John, Edmund and James. They're all reporting to be born in Illinois. So now I want to try and see if I can find, I duplicate this family group in a earlier census. So I'm going to go back to the 1850 census in Saline County. Why jump back that far? Well, because all of these siblings were born between 1836 and 1848. And that 1850 census will probably be its first. It's the first census that we have, in which everyone in the household is listed by name, and it's because all of these children would have been most likely in that household at that time. They were too too young to be living out on their own yet. So I put in. I go to the 1850 census, and I, my search criteria are the first one I put in is a looking for a Sarah Baker, born about 1816 in Tennessee, living in Saline County. Only one result. That's good. Then I put John W. Baker, born about 1848 in Illinois, living in Saline County, and I only get one result for him as well. And it's the same result that I got with Sarah, and they're, they are both in the same household. And what I found was they are actually both in the household of an Edmund Baker, living in Curran, Saline County. And I'm going to refer to the father in this household as Tennessee Edmund. Um, because okay, so this is our this is our second Edmund. This is our second Edmund. 1880 Edmund and Tennessee Edmund. Okay. Correct. So. Um, he was born in Tennessee about 1806, and in the household is his wife, Sarah, born about 1815 in Tennessee, and there's Mary J, and there's my John W, and then there's that James that I had found living um, close to John. They also have a daughter, Adeline, and John W, my John W had a daughter named Adeline, so there's a naming pattern possibly going on there. Um, but what I'm missing is I'm missing my 1880 Edmund. Um, he's not here. He should have been one of the older children. Um, they have a daughter named Lavinia born about that same time period, but there's no 1880 Edmund here. Um, the other thing was that this Tennessee Edmund says he's born in Tennessee, not Kentucky, which some of the boys had reported. So going forward to the 1860 census, I do find the same family. I find Tennessee Edmund is the head of the household. He cannot read or write. And his wife, Sarah, 
she can also not read and write. And there's my James, um, and there's my John. And now there's an, there is an Edmund now in this 1860 household, but he's only seven years old. So we're going to call him Little Edmund. That's our third. Right. That's you our got three. You got three. Little Edmund. <laughs> so that's a conflict right there because my 1880 Edmund would have been an adult. He wouldn't have been seven. Um, so I need to clarify what happened to 1880 Edmund or where is he and does he belong to this family or not? So I go back to the 1850 census and I'm going to do a search now just for Edmund Baker's living in Saline County, Illinois, and I get three results. I get um, my Tennessee Edmund, the one that I had found um, in 1850. Now, of course, little Edmund is not in that, doesn't come up in these results because he was born after 1850. But I get another Edmund who is 70 years old. So that would make him about born in 1780 in South Carolina. And he's also living in Curran, the same um, community that Tennessee Edmund is. Um, and he's living with a, uh, in a household with a wife, Elizabeth, who was born in, in Tennessee. And they have a 10-year-old son, James. I'm thinking this is possibly um, Edmund, Tennessee Edmund's father. So we're going to call him Old Edmund. The third Edmund that comes this up. This is a lot to keep I know, I know. I'm trying to keep it simple. And then, of course, I do find a th in this search, my 1880 Edmund comes up. But he is not in this house, the household that I thought he would be in. He seems to be the son of Elijah Baker and his wife, Elizabeth. So 1880 Baker, 1880 Edmund is not likely to be the brother of my John, um, but we're going to come back to Elijah in a minute. He's a part of another Baker household. So at this point, I, I'm definitely able to determine the parents of John W. Baker, who are the paternal grandparents of my Beulah Grace Baker, and that is Edmund and Sarah Baker, um, who are both born in the United States, probably Kentucky and or Tennessee, but definitely not Germany. So thankfully, um, Ancestry has a data set called Illinois Wills and Probates, 1772 to 1999, and Saline County is uh, a part of that set. And even better, there is an entry for Edmund Baker. I don't know which one. Fantastic. But we're going to take a look at it. So I go to uh, that page, and um, there is a last will and testament of Edmund Baker. The will was written in December of 1852, and it was proved in court on the 3rd of January, 1853. He made his mark. He was not able to write his name. And in the will, he says that he has a wife, Elizabeth. He has a minor son, James. So that seems to fit my old Edmund in the 1850 census, born in South Carolina with a wife, Elizabeth, and a 10-year-old son, James. In the will, he says that his son, uh, David P. Baker, is going to be the executor. He appoints him executor of the estate. And God bless him, he lists 
the names of all 13 of his children. And included in that list is his son, Edmund Baker, his son, Elijah Baker. So now I, okay. so now I know for a fact that my old Edmund is the father of my Tennessee Edmund. He's also the father of Elijah, who also has a son named Edmund. That's my 1880 Edmund. So 1880 Edmund and my John are first cousins. Now the um. I'm not going to go off too much on ranting about Find a Grave. I love Find a Grave. It's a wonderful um, database. It's a wonderful website. I'll save that for another podcast, but people don't use it correctly. And I did look at, at Find a Grave for these bakers, and Tennessee Edmund Baker has a, um, has a uh, memorial on Find a Grave. And it gives a date of birth, it gives a date of death, and it uh, has a transcription of the inscription on his grave marker. It says that he was 70, excuse me, he was 56 years old, 9 months, 13 days, a good husband, a kind father, and a worthy citizen. But there's no photo of this grave marker. So without a photo, I don't know where they got this information from. Did they get it directly from the grave marker or did they get it from a book from a prior canvas of the cemetery? I don't know. Uh, Old Edmund is also listed in Find a Grave and it says he was born in 1776 and he died in November of 1852. But this marker is not contemporary to the interment. It's a 20th century replacement marker. And if you'll recall, his will was written in December of 1852, but this marker says he died in November. Hmm. So um, we really Interesting. Just, we can't touch, can't trust this information that is on this this, this marker. <laughs> um, it does list his wife Elizabeth on the marker, and it says that her maiden name is Rice, and it gives her um, dates of or years of, of birth and death. But again, I can't, I don't trust this information. Uh, it did appear, there was a photo of it, um, but it appears that there were some older markers there that are partially buried in front of it. I don't know if those have ever been excavated at all or if they're just broken or what. But um, based on that information, I need to go and actually uh, write to the cemetery, contact the cemeteries, and see if I can get burial information from their records if they exist. So I've not done an exhaustive. Like, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say I feel like we should always, you know, when you get these uh, hints, you find a grave wherever um, that people are putting up there. You really should never just believe them straight away. You really need to do your due diligence and and um, correct double check, correct, make sure that Absolutely. that is the you know what is happening here. So I certainly have not done exhaustive research yet on this family. I, I still need to check, of course, the land records, military records. I need to do a deep dive into the marriage records, um, all the court records from Saline County, because it this you know we've got three or four generations living here in this county, uh, and I also need to check Gallatin County because Saline County was only formed in 1847 from Gallatin. So I think they were living in, in, in the community when it was still Gallatin. 
I also need to check those Harrisburg newspapers. Um, there, I haven't found any um, from the 19th century that are online digitized. Um, they might be microfilmed. Um, I also need to check the Illinois State Census. Like you can, as you mentioned, Penny, the cemetery records. Uh, I did check the National Society Daughters of the American Revolution um, genealogical research um, site, and I did not find Edmund Baker. I was hoping to find an Edmund Baker born in South Carolina, the son of a patriot. I did not. So, and don't forget about um, town histories as well. Correct. Yes. Yes. The history of, of Gallatin County and, and uh, Saline County. There was actually something I did find on Ancestry. Someone uploaded a new um, historic uh, reprint of the history of, I think, Saline County that had been published in the Harrisburg newspaper. And it did mention that an Edmund Baker had moved there and he was one of the pioneers of that county. So I do need to nice. do a deep, yep, yeah, I need to do a deep dive into um, the um, the um, county history. Town history. The, yeah, the, yes, the county, the town history. <laughs> that were Thank you, please. <laughs> However, <laughs> in conclusion, though, I have uh, re answered all of my research questions. Uh, Beulah Grace Baker was the daughter of Illinois-born John W. Baker and Louisa Garrison. John W. Baker was the son of Kentucky or Tennessee-born Edmund and Sarah Baker. And uh, Edmund Baker was the son of South Carolina-born Edmund Baker. There's no German ancestry here yet. I certainly have not got them back to an immigrant ancestor. I will say that I also did learn Sarah's maiden name, it's Johnson, and I learned that from one of the other children's, uh, the youngest son's marriage record. <clears throat> when, it's, when he got married, um, I did have that. That record was on family search, and it did say that his mother's maiden name was Johnson. So I've got that family that I can now research as well. So I wonder where the, the mystery story that, that this uh, woman was from on Germany. Where I have no started. idea. I have no from. idea where that, that came from. That seems an awful long way back. Right. You know, <laughs> right. There were some German immigrants in Saline County. I mean, I do see them uh, in the enumeration, but this family, absolutely not. No, not yet anyway. So, but mystery solved. Right. Mystery solved. So. Get your Dick Tracy badge. <laughs> <laughs> but always more to research. Always. All right. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening. Please email us with any questions or comments at genealogyhappyhour at gmail.com. Visit our website, www.genealogyhappyhour.com, for additional resources, books, and wines. Don't forget to drink responsibly. And never drink around genealogical documents.